Welcome to Real Life with Jenny. My name's Jenny Sinapadaratna. Grab your favorite drink, get a snack, and we'll get started. Today I have orange Earl Grey that I bought in Japan. And I have a, when I was a kid, they used to have these like koala crackers. I'm actually going to put up a picture on Instagram, Facebook, and be real um, so you can see them. But they are Japanese koala cookies that are butter flavored. So yeah, here we are. <laughs> well, let's get real. So many of you um, maybe listened to the last podcast. If you did not, I just got back from Japan. And in the next few episodes, I hope to talk a little bit about the lessons that I learned in Japan. And let me tell you, it was a very life-changing trip for me in many ways. Um, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Yeah, it was just a overall um, treat to all the senses. And (laughs) so I'll talk about that. But today I want to talk a little bit about the trip we took to Nara. So Nara is a town. So we actually based ourselves in Osaka, which is a great city if you ever want to go to Japan. It's smaller than Tokyo, but you get the feel. Like, (laughs) there are people everywhere, all the time, 24 hours. I mean, I could not even believe how the sub, like, the train stations were packed full of people. Like, shoulder to shoulder, crazy amount of people. So, we went to a town called Nara, and I may be pronouncing that wrong because... I never quite got the language. I really tried, but it did not work for me. So we went to this town and when we got off the train, we got onto a bus and hopefully we got on the right bus. That was kind of the like, ooh, they did have a little space that you could go in and it was like a tourist information because it's obviously a tourist town because that's where we stuck to most of the time. (laughs) And they had a little plaque that said, we speak English. So one person spoke English. So we went over, we talked to them. They told us which bus to get on. Otherwise, we would probably still be wandering around Nara. Let me tell you, um, (laughs) because my daughter and I, yes, we did get lost because my sister went one direction and I was like, we're going to use the bus. It'll be great. And then 45 minutes later, I'm almost in tears at another bus stop that they dropped us off at and said, get out, we're done. And we're like, wait, we don't know where we are. Like it was just, anyway, um, neither here nor there. That's not really part of the story. <laughs> so we get to Nara, we get on a bus and you start looking out and you're on a bus with more people than should be on a bus. You know, in the United States, it's so funny because we feel like the bus is full when there's one person in the two people seat. And in Japan, it's not full until you can no longer breathe because you're so crammed in together on a bus. So we're standing on the bus and there are people all around. So you really don't need to hold on because you just kind of ride the wave with everybody else. Um, (laughs) And there are deer everywhere. There are wild deer in this town. And they feed them. You can feed them. You can buy stuff to feed them, which is another hilarious story I'll tell you another time. But there are deer everywhere. And our main goal for me was to see the deer. I was like, everything else is gravy. I just want to see the deer. And it was amazing. And they are very 
um, aggressive little deer because they're used to being fed that way. So they will come after you and bite you. I did get bit several times and one of them drew blood, which is great. But, you know, it was still really fun. And we posed by the deer and they're just lovely little creatures. Um, <laughs> but where the deer are mostly populated is what I thought was a tourist trap right? That's what we have in the United States. We have a place called Waldrug in South Dakota. And all it is, is a town that advertises all over the world and says, come to Waldrug. This is where you need to be. And it is just a bunch of shops. That's all it is. So I really thought that this um, old wooden temple, the biggest wooden temple in Japan was a tourist trap. And I was like, okay, fine. Not a big deal. We get there, there's a bunch of little shops with deer everywhere, people selling little cookies for the deer um, everywhere, tourists everywhere. I mean, it was packed. And school-age kids that were in their cute little uniforms, it was wild. So we walk up to the temple, and I'm like, this is actually quite gorgeous. I mean, the architecture is just phenomenal, right? And the way they take care of things is just so beautiful. You cannot find a trash can really anywhere in Japan, but the streets are clean. Like everything is clean and picked up and it is so meticulous there. It's just amazing to me. So we get to this temple and you have to pay to go in, which was kind of weird, but I was like, okay, it's a tourist trap. Here we go. And we get in and they have all these signs like don't um, take group pictures because we need to keep the flow going and because there's that many people and we get up to it. We're taking pictures. It is just probably one of the prettiest places I've been until we went to a different temple later. Like their temples are just completely, they're gorgeous. They're just, I don't know how else to say them. So we walk up and we're about to walk in and people are doing like the ceremonial things that you do at temples, you know, and I'm like, okay, they're pretty much all of the people doing that were Caucasians. I was like, okay, guys, like you all saw it on YouTube. Okay. Um, <laughs> But we get in and I am blown away. Um, honestly, I was, I, I had a really hard time like walking all the way in because there's this big, huge wooden Buddha in the middle. I mean, enormous. And he, it's the biggest wooden temple Buddhist in Japan. So there we are, right? Biggest wooden temple, biggest wooden B Buddha. And in front of him are... 12 to 20, I'm not sure I didn't take time to count, Buddhist monks doing what I would call a service, um, like a church service, but in a Buddhist temple. And they're singing and they're um, praying and they're having this whole thing go on. And it was at that moment that I had, a, I was just heartbroken. I think, I don't know, maybe that's not the right word. I'm not 100% sure. Because I went from here is where you come and it's a tourist trap, right? It's like this big spectacle that they make money on showing people and there's deer everywhere. And um, it's good for the economy kind of piece to there are people here worshiping Buddha. And really like 
putting their full everything into this service or this worship time that they are having before Buddha. And they had kind of like a quarantine. They had like little guards that were telling people, if you want to watch, go over here. If you just want to keep walking, go this way. So there were people watching this ceremony. And I somehow got into that crowd. And there were people with tears in their eyes. And it was like this really emotional thing for a lot of people. And I'll be honest, there were tears in my eyes too. And not because I was like, oh, this is really moving. I was like, oh, wow, this is, um, wow. (laughs) This is not a tourist trap. This is someplace that people really come and really worship. And so I kept walking and got to the back of Buddha. And I'm sitting there in the back, kind of trying to gain my equilibrium again because I was just so I was so thrown I was not expecting uh, a ceremony to be going on I was not expecting people to really be engaged with Buddha I, I just wasn't and maybe I should have been but there were so many people you just didn't think that way I've been in um, other countries where we've seen some of their different temples for Hindi and Buddhists and things like that and knew that it was a sacred place. I didn't understand this was sacred. I should have, but I didn't because I was in tourist mode, right? <laughs> I was not in um, Jenny is a preacher mode. I was in tourist mode. And so I'm standing behind Buddha and I look up and I have this thought run through my mind that I know was God because it was at that moment that I was like, Lord, where are you? Right? Like, oof, this is overwhelming. There are people here worshiping a God that I do not believe in and he is dead and they know he's dead and they're worshiping him. And behind is a flat, like it's him and then it's flat in the back. And it was that moment that God just said to me, it's like the Wizard of Oz, Jenny. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, Okay, now I'm sitting here in a Japanese Buddhist temple thinking about the Wizard of Oz. Like, only Jenny, right? (laughs) But it was true, because there is that scene in the Wizard of Oz that he's like, do not look behind the curtain, because it's all pomp and circumstance. It's really not a real wizard. It's a man with a machine and smoke, right? It is not real. And that is really what I saw. I saw people having a ceremony to someone that they're trying to achieve what Buddha had achieved. Because Buddha was supposed to have achieved the highest level. And that's as and then the people next to him had not achieved that high level. Which is very sad to me that they have statues of people that didn't quite make it. Um, You know, here we go. Let's worship people that didn't quite make it. Weren't quite holy enough to make it to Buddha status, but they're almost there, right? That was weird for me. Um, Now, granted, I don't worship people, right? I don't worship um, people. So that was, that's maybe our difference in Buddhism and that their God is dead. And they know that. And then I walked around the corner as I kind of like pulled myself together and said, thank you, Lord, for not being a man behind the curtain, right? To be the all-powerful God and not be smoke and mirrors. 
right? And I think that's so important for me to have understood that God is not a God of smoke and mirrors. He doesn't just pull off miraculous things so we're impressed. <laughs> we're, he does not, Jesus was not raised from the dead so we would be impressed with God's glory. Like he was not like, oh, you know what? I'm going to show you how good I am. It was a meticulously thought out plan that Jesus would be raised from the dead because our sins would be forgiven and he is still alive. So we are serving a God who's alive. And that to me was kind of breathtaking in that moment. As you stand and I go around the corner and there are people buying fortunes um, and there are people, young people children walking up and ringing the bell and praying before Buddha and hoping that this wooden statue would change their future. And I stood at a pillar and I'm going to start crying. Okay, don't cry, Jenny. I stood at a pillar watching these hundreds of young children and older people and tourists and not tourists worshiping a wooden statue. Now, I don't want to devalue that that's where they are, but the hope that they have in a wooden statue was heartbreaking for me. And I think so often in our relationship with God, we just go through the motions, right? We we go through the like, I am just going to go to church this week because I have to go to church. That is what I'm supposed to do. And I you know, I'm going to obey the Ten Commandments because that's what I do. And we don't really think about how real our God is and how powerful our God is. We just go through the motions and we don't have to. I think that was what was so overwhelming to me in the back of the Buddhist temple, looking at the flat surface, what I would call the 2D Buddha. That our God is 3D, our God is 4D, our God is 5D. Like he is bigger and more real. And so often we just put him in the box that Buddha is. We go to him when we need him and we really don't, when we don't need him, you know, it's a once in a year, once a year kind of thing, maybe once a week kind of thing. And we just go, you know, what? We'll, we'll come to you, we'll do the rituals and we'll appease you, right? And for me, it was so real that I need to take God out of that box. And I need to go, you know what, God, you are with me even in this Buddhist temple. You are standing here giving me weird ideas of the Wizard of Oz and showing yourself to me in a place that, quote unquote, you don't belong, right? Um, and now I would say God belongs everywhere, but let's, let's just, you know, but quote unquote, this is not, this is Buddha's area, right? <laughs> and that's not our God. We put him in a box. And so this week, as you're kind of walking through your week, I want you to think a little bit about what kind of box you've put God in. And have you put him in the like, I'm just going along and doing the things I need to do and forgetting about the power and the realness that he is. It's very easy to do. It's very easy to, 
it's not a like I'm guilty in you. I don't want you to feel guilty. But there is a moment that you have to take every day, almost for me, quite often more than once a day and go, oh, God, you're real. Like you've got a bigger plan for me. You can do miracles. You know, we're dealing with um, some physical things right now in my daughter's life. And I'm like, Lord, you are bigger than this. We need a miracle. Yes, we're going to walk down all the medical paths that we need to walk down. And um, she's okay. There's just, she's got a bad hip. But um, I was this morning, I was like, God, why have I put you in a box? Why have I looked everywhere else but to you for this healing? Why have I not gone? God is real enough. He create. he did miracles in the Bible. He's done miracles throughout the centuries. And I just go, well, I'm not sure I want to bother him with that, right? And you're standing there at the Buddhist temple at 46 years old and seeing people going, I don't want to bother you. I'm going to ring the bell. I'm going to clap my hands. I'm going to bow. I'm going to ring the bell and clap my hands. And I'm going to appease you, Buddha. Please give me favor. I'm going to do everything you want me to do. Give me favor. Please, please, please. And that's not our God. Our God is like, I love you whether you do that or not. You don't need to do the rituals. You don't need to do everything right for me to love you. And that is the gospel. That is what we believe. And I just want to encourage you to make that part of your life. Make that truth as you do not need to do everything and do the specific things that um, people tell you to do to be loved by the Lord. He loves you no matter what. And he's got a plan for you. And the rituals are helpful, right? They're there for a reason and they're important, but they are not the reason that Jesus loves you. And they're not the reason that Jesus will look at you and say, hey, yes, I'm going to come in and I'm going to change your life. That's what Buddha does. Buddha only does that when you do the right thing, right? And pay the right amount of money because you have to pay him for everything you do. But I just, I love that because I walked out with my daughter and we were talking and she was a little thrown by the whole situation too. And I said, isn't it amazing that our salvation is free? And we put all these things on it, right? Like we put all these requirements on our salvation and it is very clear in the Bible that he died on the cross without any strings to us, that it was our choice to love him and to come and get saved. That is our choice and it's free and we don't need to pay for it. I don't need to pay for entrance into the building. I don't need to pay for good luck. I don't need to pay to have him come and heal. I don't need to, to do the right rituals for Jesus to step in and make a difference in my life. And I'm challenging you with that this week whatever that may mean for you. Well, you can find me at Real Life with Jenny on Instagram, Facebook, and Be Real, um, and also on ChristConnection.cc slash Jen. All of my info is there. I just really pray that God would show his realness to you this week as we realize that God is bigger than just a building, that in the sermon that we heard that Sunday, that the world is his footstool. And here's Buddha, and he's big, but he's not as big as our God. Have a great week.